Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Hi, my name is Christy. Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. Um, today I'm joined by Bob from Family Freedom and I'm just going to ask you, Bob, introduce yourself, how long you've been vegan and how many children you have. Okay, so I have three children, one grandchild now as well. Um, and we've been vegan coming up to nine years at the end of this year. And since being vegan, got inspired to share the message, started a channel about six, seven years ago, just on my own, called it Vegan Geezer, trying to make it a relatable London lad being vegan, which wasn't common back then. Mm -hmm. And as time went by, I started to realize we got more engagement from people who weren't vegan. They were engaged with our family content. And so we chose to take the path to do a more family oriented channel and Mm -hmm. did a change it to family freedom, had the kids involved more often. And we it seemed to just change overnight how many non-vegans we got on the channel. And yeah, it's been going good ever since. It's been really enjoyable to share, uh, you know, our lives with people and people Mm -hmm. have felt really inspired. And, you know, we constant messages every week and every day, even people saying that they've gone vegan or they're changing something or they're trying veganuary and even things where people say they've just been made to feel a little bit happier. So we feel we're heading in the right direction. It kind of normalizes it, doesn't it? Instead of it only being there um, for like vegan people seeking vegan channels and watching that it kind of like it's it's kind of like it's not not that it's not obvious you mention it a lot but like it's like it's just part of you rather than being the whole of you and it's kind of like makes it more like I said normalized that there are people out there who you see around doing all these challenges and normal stuff but they just happen to be vegan as well rather than yeah. it being like the main thing and people obviously won't come across you as well if, if it's just a vegan channel all about vegan stuff if they're not vegan they're like oh, I'm not going to watch that channel or I'm not going to watch that and then it's kind of like this mystery world of vegans <laughs> that yeah. only watch other vegans. So what yeah. what um, inspired you to become vegan in the first place? Um, there was it was strange, really. My 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 wife was just watching at the time. She was watching some a lot of Russell Brand videos, and he was oh she'd been to a transcendental meditation course on a weekend, and that really opened up her mind to be receptive to other things and. She got into watching a lot of Russell Brand stuff seven years ago. And I think at the time he was talking very anti-government and establishment and talking about community. And there was a compilation of all good things he had said and effective things he had said by a person called Tim Sheaf. And it was called uh, Awakened Man. My wife watched that and then suggested after that was another video by this guy, Tim Sheaf. And it said, why well, I stopped eating meat. And my wife had always been quite interested in, you know, she's kind of one of those casual vegetarians where, she mostly would cook without me at home, but wouldn't have a problem dropping it mm. if in a social environment. And so she watched that video, felt really inspired by it. And she sent it to me and I felt really inspired by it. And then off the back of that, she watched the best speech you'll ever hear by Gary Yurofsky. Mm-hmm. And once we watched that, it just blew our minds. And it was like, after seeing that, we just couldn't go back. And I, it just hit me straight in the heart. And I realized... I couldn't believe how unaware I was of how my choices were affecting so many animals. 
Yeah. yeah, I was one of the typical people who cared about animals, would never harm one, but was unaware of how unconscious my choices were and how they were affecting animals. And we changed there and then. We just said we're never buying another animal product. Yeah. So did you find that easy or were there a few like hiccups or slips or? Um... Um, it The only there was like a transitional period because we had existing animal products here. I wasn't yeah. disgusted or re- pulsed by the idea of eating them from a health perspective I just didn't want to contribute yeah so it was quite kind of amusing because I was I said okay our kids um you know it's probably confusing if we're giving them existing animal products at home so I said I'll I'll finish off what we have left (laughs) I'm not bothered by that I just don't want to buy any stuff I said you know I haven't really got the health memo on it yet and so I was going to work telling people I was vegan while having a chicken curry that was out of (laughs) the And yeah, it was crazy. But I wouldn't say there are any difficulties. The the first obstacle we had was about a week later when we went out to eat in Westfield Shopping Centre. We used to go there quite frequently. It's Katie's birthday. And we actually talked about this, funny enough, in the video. (laughs) I was thinking (laughs) if I said this already, but um, we used to get a Vietnamese pho with a chicken in there. And we came to that first time when we were out Mm -hmm. of our house, having to make a choice of whether we choose animal products or not. And I remember Katie, I think, was always going to be there yeah, and always going to do it. But she needed to know how much, how strong my conviction was. And so I remember she kind of gave me an almost an ultimatum like, you know, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I don't want the chicken. I don't feel right having the chicken. Let's see what else they have. She's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. And we actually shook hands on it. Yeah. And it had mushrooms in it and a vegetable broth and it was lovely. And that was just kind of like a light bulb moment. Like that was so easy. And there was nothing around back then. There was no vegan places at all. We're talking, yeah, nearly nine years ago. Um, And yeah, it was just so easy. I didn't feel like we were ever trying to figure out what to eat or what to do. The only thing I had to figure out was what milk do I have in my tea? I know there's going to be some milk, but what one? Almond, that's a bit overpowering. Soy, that'll do. Yeah. That was and it was momentary and it's so definitely it's, definitely much easier now as well isn't it it's I think it's like that thing where you you make the commitment to and and having a partner to do it with as well makes it yeah. so much easier like if you're on your yeah. own and then someone else is doing other choices the whole time it's kind of like resistance pulling back like if you're like okay yeah. we're going to do this together we're going to support each other and yeah. um the hardship you know because it's hard sometimes like you want to complain that certain places don't do things or have things but then if the other person's still eating the the meat products either they're like well just eat it then or they don't understand it and you feel like you can't then moan because it's like you're making that choice we know plenty of other couples who have been in a situation where one's gone vegan the other one hasn't and there has been that conflict and resistance between the two so I know we feel very, very fortunate that we've both been on this journey aligned exactly the same the yeah. whole way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you've got some older children. Were they, did you transition them to vegan? Have they stayed vegan? How's that journey gone for them? Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting because at the time, Jojo was very young. He, was, he didn't know anything. He was mm-hmm. a couple of years old. And, they, and my old kids, Sam and Jamie, they were 13 and 15. And so obviously you could engage with them. And at first, because we were so overwhelmed with the information, we just kind of were like, we're going vegan. And I remember Sam was like, what? No, we're not. (laughs) 
for him, it probably was like, guess what? The stuff you enjoy in your life, we're going to just take it take away. It away. Yeah. And we have to take a step back and realize that's not how we got the information. We got this big condensed video with all of this information laid out with some quite intense footage of the reality of what happens to animals. And so we had to dial it back and then we realized we had to have different approaches with both of them. Jamie, even though she was 13, a lot more young, childish mind. So we watched a video with her, which didn't have any um, like slaughter footage because that would probably upset no. her. Yeah. She watched it, felt very inspired, made her own decision. And Sam, he was a bit more mature even for a 15 year old. He watched the, the same one we did. And then he came away like, I get it. And yeah. he's made it. And they've had very different journeys. Like Sam and his girlfriend, who's been vegan since uh, coming here with uh, to live with us. She you know, went vegan after about six months. And that was her own choice. They live on junk food. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's your journey. That's your journey with it. Um, but vegan junk food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. I, the vegan junk food I didn't even know existed, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, they They're found it. The vegan junk food scene going strong in London. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so we had to realize different approaches with those guys. Um, also, different obstacles because they had um, social. Yeah. Uh, a social element to it, which we didn't even consider because if mm -hmm. we went out and we went into a restaurant, we'd have no problem spending 10 minutes talking to a manager about figuring out what we could have. Whereas if they went out with friends, they go, well, I got there and all I could have was salad and I wanted to have more. And we're like, okay, we realized we'd call up a restaurant beforehand. We'd find out, look mm -hmm. at the menu online. We'd find out what options they'd have. They'd go around a friend's house. We would speak to the parent. So you realized in time, you had to do a lot more figuring out mm -hmm. with those guys. But in the end, we got there and you know, now it's just so easy wherever they go. They wouldn't need any support or advice because it's mm. just opened up for them. Must have then, been hard as well. Yeah. Like 10 years ago for a teenager, like now teenagers, they know the word veganism is so popular in the media that it's kind of a popular thing to, to do. But then it's like the word wasn't even really that popular and people, you know, yeah. had to be real niche to to know what veganism is. Yeah. I think at the time you could probably get, just to put it in perspective, one pack of vegan sausages per supermarket, but they were the accidental ones which were vegetarian and just happened not to have any animal products. products. Otherwise, that was it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, not I'm talking about niche products, which are yeah. like fake meats or fake. Yeah, TV. obviously, there's carrots. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what was I going to ask? How did so the resources you used? Did you use anything else? Like, what? Um, I'm jumping between topics here like so what resources or media did you use like name them so other parents can do like that video that you showed um Jamie when she was younger can you remember the name of it or yeah, so what did you show yeah sorry what did you show Jojo <laughs> as he was growing up to know about veganism there yeah. to help other parents so main resources, YouTube videos have been great it's part of the reason we got into YouTube because we realized we received so much and that's why we wanted to kind of pay it forward. Um, so Jamie watched 100, 101 Reasons to Become Vegan, which was by a talk by a guy called James Wildman. Really mm -hmm. nice guy. And everything. I think they do have footage in it, but we skipped it. But they yeah. have a really positive one at the end where a cow escaped from a, uh, a truck and a local animal shelter picks them up and they decide not to send them back and they go to a sanctuary. It's a lovely story. I'm just giving it away now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um sam watched yeah best speech you ever hear um we found resources like nutritionfacts.org was really helpful for health because that was the next thing once we got the idea about animals we wanted to really invest in health um 
we had different people who we ended up meeting at different festivals who would recommend different books. And yeah, online was a really big resource. Mm. If we ever wanted to look up something on any websites or YouTube, and that's where it was really helpful. As for Jojo, because he was so young, we would just describe to him certain things according to his understanding of the world. He was two and a half years old and he always, we used to say some food comes from animals and to get it from animals, they have to be harmed. Do you want that? And he'd be like, no. Yeah. And that was where it started. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very different when they're that age, you have to take charge of all of their decisions. It's yeah. interesting when people say you're forcing veganism on your kid. It's like every parent forces, forces what they think. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they force everything on their kids. Yeah. I used to force your... meat eating on my older kids. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, did you find Jojo question it at all as he grew up or like um, ask more information about why are we vegan or did, has he just accepted it and that's what happened, what you are? Or No, he hasn't really ever questioned it. It's been an ongoing conversation. So mm. he's always been kept informed. When he used to go to school, because he went uh, for reception in year one, he sometimes got contradicting information from his teachers. I remember there was one incident where they said, no, it's okay, war, they don't get harmed. And he came back. And I think that was something we just hadn't talked about. And he said, it's fine about sheep. Hmm. And I said, okay, what your teacher doesn't realise is they're not very well treated when they're sheared and they get nipped and they do eventually get killed. And he was like yeah. probably five years old at that time. And of course, telling any little kid an animal gets killed. It's it's a horrible thing to have to do. Yeah. It's a horrible thing for them to receive. So we're always very delicate of what information we did give him according to his age. Uh, in that instance, you know, we recognise it was something he was okay to hear, and he was. But the only reason we told him is to make him aware what teachers might be telling him. They may they not don't know. Before. Yeah, they we don't know the information. Found out stuff that we didn't know. Most the so, adults, yeah, I was going to say most yeah. the adults don't know the full um, impact of what the wool industry does. And they think, oh, that's yeah. OK. Like sheep need to uh, lose their wool in the winter. So so that it is fine for um, how many of us thought milk just it? came? Ah, that that was what we were vegetarian before I turned vegan. And that was the um, I was breastfeeding my daughter at the time and I was watching a video about the dairy industry. And I was like, whoa, yeah, no way. Right. And um, and actually, I think it's. Um, worse than the meat industry now because of the 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 constant torture that they um come under um yeah. do do you think you find it easier um to be a vegan parent not having to do with school anymore it possibly is I'm, when i just think about your child being in a setting where they may have contradicting information yeah. maybe because i don't know they might talk about the food chain and farms and stuff yeah. like that i don't know so i can imagine it would it is easier. Be harder. Yeah, because there's also a lot of information, like not only just them sharing the information, but them going on field trips and, and things like that. And, yeah. and um, stuff you can't be hidden from that no. maybe we asked him to. And be also, like, yeah. how does Jojo find it? Like, other children so like this is a typical thing for school but whether it has in other clubs it's like a, a party uh, is someone's birthday and they bring treats to send home and things like that and um my daughter's also homeschooled but going out places and not having as much choice in the sweets or as much choice in the ice cream it kind of gets to her she's like oh you know mm. I don't want to be vegan she doesn't want to eat the animal products but she wants more choice like yeah. do, do you find that a challenge at all 
So um, when Jojo was in school, obviously he had parties for those few years and those situations you're talking about were fairly common. But I think we were ahead of this and were aware that this could be a problem. So we would talk to him beforehand and we would make him aware that maybe like, for example, when they do the birthday cake, it's going to have animal products in and would he want it? He'd say no. And we'd make him aware that we could make him a cake of sorts. Yeah. Also, sometimes what we would do is speak to the parents ahead and go, is there something else you could do? Sometimes they go, we'll give him a few naked bars. Regardless of whether it's cake or naked bars, he was happy with but, naked Okay, bars. that's good, yeah. yeah. Um, he actually did go to a Montessori nursery before school and the person who owned it, by coincidence, was vegan as well. So okay. she knew how to cater yeah. to him if there were cakes sent in by other parents. So we had lots of practice. And what was quite interesting story is that you get these parties and Jojo got into fruit and veg from a very early age and loved it. And we always empowered it of being a really good thing for him, making him strong, powerful, happy, almost like the reward food. And so he never had a problem eating it and he never saw it as lesser than what might be considered the more appealing junk mm. food. And so when he was at a party, they would put the bowls of tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, all of these bits. He'd fill up his plate and just munch that and love munching that. And then the pizzas would come out and the parents would all give their uh, kids pizzas and a bits of salad and the kids would all eat the pizzas and they'd be like oh no Sebastian eat your salad you know Charlie eat your salad and Jojo was eating the salad and they'd be like how do you get him to eat so salad and I said I just don't give him that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like a mind blowing for them yeah. um so in those situations he's always felt comfortable and I've always kept in touch with his feelings and say if you do want something straight after this party I will have it in the car or I'll have it at home and, but yeah. he's never really wanted it. He's also never been a kid who's really had much of a sweet tooth. Okay, so, yeah. like, if, if there's a slice of cake given to him, he doesn't always finish it. No, he's like had enough now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been we've been quite fortunate, but I understand in, there are other circumstances. It's not so easy. Um, I guess you just have to be prepared for every situation and cover it as best as you can. Mm. And I think also like the parent has to have the confidence as well. Like I, I find like, although I'm vegan, I find it quite hard to speak out about it still. And that, yeah. um, like even so we went Halloween trick or treating recently. And if people presented a non, like if they presented an option, I'd see if there's something vegan that we could take. Um, but if there wasn't an option or I could, I just took something and went, okay, thanks. And, you know, and then I, I my daughter knew that we're going to have some that's not vegan and we swapped them over, but I didn't have the confidence to go, is that vegan? Oh no, sorry, we're vegan. We're not going to take it. So then they don't know the people at the door that there's people out there who are vegan and have that need, but I, I still didn't have that confidence and you need to have that confidence really um, in front of your children for them to have their confidence to ask. Mm. And um, how like, so like speaking to other parents at school to say, Oh, what are you doing for the birthday? Are you bringing in treats? Can you like, I don't know how to say that. I don't know how to do that. Um, do you have any tips on what helps you uh, advocate for veganism in front of your children? Yeah, I mean, I always do it with the most utmost positivity and love as well. I recognise that anyone else who may not be vegan is just me so many years ago. Mm. And how would I like to hear it? Yeah. You know, would I want someone moaning going, there's nothing for my kid that's vegan. No, that would give me a bad association of them. And I wouldn't feel so obliged to help them. I'd feel like, oh, it's a pain in the butt. Mm. But 
with um so i find that the way you communicate is really important as well and also recognize it's like any other request really like it's it's so it's been common for years regardless of veganism or anything that someone might say uh you know my kid doesn't like salt and vinegar crisps can, can you make sure but he won't be able to tell which of which something like that or maybe it has an allergy to dairy or something like that yeah. so these conversations with parents even with our older kids were always happening yeah, yeah, can you make sure this or keep an eye on whatever? And so it's just, I just incorporate it as the idea of anything that you need to request for your child, you're going to ask a parent and just make it as normal as possible. Yeah. You know, as friendly and happy because they'll be like in that situation of a party, a parent will be dealing with that from different parents anyway. Yeah. And they normally put the question out does anyone have any allergies or requests or requirements? Um, I guess as well, don't put so much pressure on yourself like it is this standout thing. I know sometimes mm, we feel like yeah. it is, like, oh, we know how sometimes view it, uh, yeah. people view it, but especially when it comes to certain circles, they might reckon, oh, I know those guys, they're, they're vegan. So they'll yeah. just get used to it. You only have to do the first conversation yeah. once, really. Yeah, I think I feel that. I feel a bit like embarrassed not embarrassed because I'm, I'm proud of it but I'm proud of it in certain circles that I know that it is different and um you feel like that, you're putting them out or something yeah or something like yeah. uh, particularly like so with the um trick-or-treating I ended up putting something on Facebook because obviously it's easier well one because there's a lot of houses but it's also you've got that kind of shield that have any houses got any vegan suitable treats because you know she came away a bit sad like every house was like either they'd run out or it wasn't suitable and I wanted it was her first time trick-or-treating so I wanted something like positive experience yeah. and like I had comments back like oh I've got this and it's a picture of broccoli and so it's like there was still this um and in the end like I felt it took me a few times to type it because I felt like it was like I'm putting this choice onto her that's restricting her like if we yeah. weren't vegan then she'd have the choice of anything and yeah. also I feel like because it's a choice that we're making rather than an allergy like I'd feel fine saying oh she's got a dairy allergy have anyone got any treats yeah. that are not dairy that it feels like um a restriction that I'm causing ourselves and that yeah. therefore I shouldn't have the accommodation because it's our choice whether to do it or not um yeah. and it was interesting having that 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 thought process that I felt uncomfortable and I ended up after I had a few two people message back and we went to their houses in the end we did a few more houses and we got a few more um variations some vegan some not and so it ended up being a positive experience but oh, nice. I came home and I deleted that post because I was like, I'm going to get messages or, you know, I felt uncomfortable. And it was interesting to to feel that, that um, as strong as a vegan convi conviction I have, that um, there is, sorry, my daughter's <laughs> screaming in the background there. Um, yeah, there's still that uncomfortable nature when talking to non-vegans. Yeah. You, you realise with certain things, like Halloween, it comes once a year. That mm. particular challenge, you don't work on day in, day out no. and perfect it. So there's always these things where you have to go, right, I have to figure this out. We've done Halloween a few times and I don't ever remember there being problems for some reason, but there, this year it's like, maybe, I, I don't know if we only just did a small amount before, but mm. this year we were aware we had to have like an action plan. So we said to Jojo, most of it might be uh, um, sweets which aren't vegan so we can maybe make them aware ask for fruit which we did on the first few scattered houses that we came across and some of them were people we knew and that, so they were happy to accommodate 
But after that, when it was like multiple doors after doors, and we thought we're going to be here a long time asking that every time, we have an eye for a certain suite. So when they hand the bucket, we go, yeah. okay, these cardboard ones, lollies and that. And if there wasn't one, we would just say, Jojo, grab one and you can swap them afterwards. Okay, he ended yeah. up with something like 80 suites and about 10 of them weren't. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's, so that's really good. We, um, he had a really good positive experience. And I think as well, because we prepared him beforehand, um, he felt okay. But the mm. reality is we're living in a majority non-vegan world. Yeah. And we are at the moment going to have these obstacles. But, you know, there are certain things like fruit pastels. I think yeah. they're, they're vegan now. They have refreshers and drumsticks, which yeah. are vegan. And these There's would so many like, more. Yeah. yeah. And I think so, it's also it's frustrating because there is so much more like Skittles, normal mainstream things. But parents don't know that. So they just go and yeah. get whatever. And it's just making them aware. Like if you just got this one instead of that one then anyone that comes to the door could have it. Um, yeah. I put out satsumas with um, um, faces on them, but also Skittles. And it was interesting, again, another another thought process that I wanted to put out just the satsumas, but then I didn't want people to think, oh, they've done that because they're vegan, they can't have sweets. It's like, I want to prove that we can have yeah. sweets too, but I like this alternative, but lots of people do like oranges. And, you know, Jojo would love to have some easy peelers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Halloween. Um, but yeah it's again it's this proving this point that we can have what other people have um okay just to finish off what advice would you give to other vegan parents um don't be so harsh on yourself keep communicating with your children because if if they're going to school or other friendship groups and things like that they're going to have potentially a lot of stuff countering what you tell them so keep in touch with them as much as possible, find out where they're at, their emotions, how they're doing um, throughout their growing and obviously adapt maybe what you say according to who they are and as how they change as they grow. Um, keep yourself updated, keep maybe trying new things, introducing it, make everything fun, make it an adventure because it is, it's been the greatest adventure we've gone on and it's taken us on all sorts of um, amazing other adventures in other ways. Mm. Um, always trying as much as possible and it is definitely not always possible every single time but be as happy as possible yeah. <laughs> the reason like you said about normalization yeah. we recognize that just being a positive happy example of veganism can sometimes be so much more powerful than any of the direct provocation i mm. used to try and yeah. yeah just try and live as happy as possible and recognize that we are heading in the right dire direction over the last 10 years of what's happened, yeah. it's amazing. And we'd love it to change overnight. It's not going to, but it will no. get there. And yeah, just, just try and keep things as happy as possible in the home. Yeah, super. Thank you so much, Bob, for coming and chatting to us. Um, so maybe just say a little bit at the end where people can follow you, Family Freedom on YouTube, Instagram, yeah, exactly Facebook. Yeah, we're on Instagram, <laughs> we're on Facebook, but YouTube is where we're mostly posted. Yeah. Super. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to chat with us and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts, where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts. 
You can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself, or you can find the podcast on Instagram at Convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents, or you can email me at conversationswithveganparents at gmail.com.